0: When Moses spoke after the people prophesied, it was a prayer. And uh, his prayer was Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Prophets prophesy. And uh, I want to talk to you today as we continue our series on hearing the Lord and hearing him speak to us. I want to talk to you today about prophecy, because when Jesus went to the cross and died and rose from the dead and offered us eternal life and then ascended into heaven, he then sent his Holy Spirit to be with us. And one of the things that was predicted that would happen then would be that we could all and we would all prophesy. And we'll look at that. Now, there are two different ways that prophecy is used in scripture. There's the office of prophet. And uh, those people in the office of prophet were given uh, messages from God for the entire nation. And uh, they were for the entire world. And They had to do with uh, things that God wanted everybody to hear uh, at specific uh, points in time and would also foretell the future. And so many times in the Old Testament among the prophets, you will see an immediate uh, uh, coming about of what was prophesied. And then later on in the New Testament, we might see it uh, come about again. And then there still may be another future uh, connection to that as well. And so there's there's that, that there's the prophecy that's connected with prophets, the office of prophet. But then there is the gift of prophecy. And that's what we really want to be talking about this morning. Uh, prophecy, as we're going to see as I go through this, or basically words given by God to his people to share with others for encouragement, for edification, for building up. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Now, there are times when it seems like uh, uh, people think that this has just Stopped. And there are actually entire denominations that don't think that anything supernatural happens anymore, that uh, God doesn't speak to anybody anyway, except by the Bible. God doesn't perform miracles anymore. And uh, they just uh, say, whenever the the Bible was completed, then all of this other stuff passed away and they will... uh, refer to one passage in scripture in 1st Corinthians 13 at the very end of the love chapter where it says that uh, when the perfect comes these things will cease and they say that the perfect is the Bible but the uh, there's only well the perfect is Jesus Christ our Lord when he returns all this stuff's not going to be needed anymore because he's going to be right with us. But at that point in time, we won't need these sorts of things anymore. But God has given gifts to his church to edify his church in this time and to draw people to him. And so uh, I, there was a time whenever I wondered about a lot of this stuff and God was so gracious that uh, the first church that I went to serve was one of the most spirit-filled congregations you have ever seen, ever. I mean, and so many of the different uh, manifestations of the, the Holy Spirit uh, took place there that would scare you to death. And I don't try to push those on you, but uh, when I say scare you to death, I'll just share a couple of them. Oh, one time in a service right after I got there, probably the second Sunday I was there, uh, a a guest uh, evangelist had come in and he was praying for people down front and he laid hands on a lady's head and she just fell out. I mean, she's like 75 years old and she just fell out. And, uh, everybody just looked and they just kept on worship. I thought, Oh my gosh, Miss so and so's done had a heart attack and she's laying there dying. And these people aren't even paying any attention to her, but I had learned just to watch. Don't just jump up and do something. Anyway, after a while, she got up and she just went off praising the Lord. Everything was cool. And, uh, she had been what they call slain in the spirit. I'd never heard of that before. And, uh, but I, and Sharon and I both wondered about this. We noticed it was the same people seeing this had happened to over and over again. And so we just wondered about it. And so one night at a, a meeting uh, where a major speaker was speaking, he asked all the pastors and their wives to come up front. And whenever uh and he wanted to pray for us and as he laid hands on us all of a sudden it was like electricity in our knees and we went down to the ground hanging on to each other trying to stand up and i couldn't deny of the reality of that anymore because i experienced i haven't experienced anything like that since but At that point in time, the Lord just let me see and and showed me, don't be questioning what I'm doing. Uh, Later on, on, no, earlier on, uh, I was in a board meeting at this church, and we had a time of prayer, and it got very quiet as everybody was just waiting on the Lord for direction during the board meeting, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, words started coming into my head. And it was like, it was very encouraging. My children, I have heard your prayers. And it was a wonderful thing that I was about, but it's just a half a sentence. And I'd been told that whenever the Lord gives you something to share like that, you need to just start speaking it and he'll give the rest. But my thought was, what's that? Where's that coming from? And uh, again, it came. And then again, it came just the first half a sentence. And then all of a sudden, from we we're all sitting in a circle from the other side of the circle, the, this beautiful message came forth. My children, I have heard your prayers. The exact words that the Lord was giving me Came from the see. I was wondering if it even was the Lord, and here the exact words came from the other side of the of the board meeting, and confirmed that yes, the this was prophecy. It was a word from the Lord for the people, and it was prophecy. But again, hadn't happened to me since. And but the Lord showed me, don't knock it. It's Him. And so, uh, and that brings me to these people that say it doesn't happen anymore. There was a, uh, a pastor that was serving just a regular mainline church where the Holy Spirit just moved, moved mightily. And they began to have words of knowledge, prophecy in the worship service from different people. And word got out to this to the leaders in this denomination uh, at the district level or whatever. And uh, like I said earlier, they don't believe that this particular denomination didn't think they were, it was just almost doctrine to them. This didn't happen anymore. So they sent a delegation out to grill this preacher. And uh, they asked him, do you think that God still speaks today? He said, yeah, we hear him every Sunday. It's just wonderful, you know what what happens. And and they said, No, 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 no. Is it can you find what they're saying in the Bible? No, no, because it's new and it's fresh for, for us today. And they said, Well, then that's not of God, because God only speaks through the Bible. And if you can't give us book, chapter, and verse then it's not of God. And they grilled him for about three hours about that. And if the clothes, they told him, this is what this is just it. If you can't give book, chapter, and verse, it's not of God, and you stay away from it. And so he said, well, you know, you guys have been asking me questions for three hours. Can I ask each one of you? There's like five guys there. Can I ask each one of you just one question? And they said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And so he looked at the leader of this group. He said, Dr. So-and-so, who called you to preach? And he just lowered his head. The leader of the group did. And he said, Dr. So-and-so, who called you? And he had to say, God. And this is just it. Even people, you see, even people that say God doesn't do these sorts of things, they know he does. And you'll see people that think that miracles don't happen anymore, asking God for miracles. And so let's just be straight about this stuff and quit beating around the bush and accept things for what they are instead of uh, just kind of talking up our sleeve about them just get them out in the open. And God does speak to people, even preachers who say that he doesn't speak. He spoke to them and called them to be preachers. He still speaks today. So uh, uh, there are a lot of people that that think this, a lot of denominations that go through that. Um, But this Began all way way back when, as, as we were talking in the beginning, God walked and talked with Adam and Eve. We sinned; we separated ourselves from God. God longed to be close to us, and uh, as Moses prayed, "Would that all Lord the Lord's people were prophets." that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And this was a desire of the Lord himself that was spoken at that time. He prayed that that would happen. And uh, the prayer was fulfilled in Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit baptized and remained on God's people. And it says so that they all prophesied. Look at what it says. Acts 2, if you got your Bible with me, I want to turn. Acts 2, the second chapter of the 16th through the 18th verses. But this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves. Now bond slaves are servants. And uh, we looked last week when we started out with the Lord. We're his bond slaves. We're his servants. And now that he calls us friends. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And this was not for just that one moment at uh, uh, in, in Jerusalem. That was from that point on. In First Corinthians, the 14th chapter, the 31st verse, we see Paul telling the Corinthians, for you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all may be exhorted. Here in God's word, it's saying to the church, for you can all prophesy. In John one thirty-three, Jesus uh, is, uh, is, is coming by, and John says of him, I'm sorry, Jesus has already been baptized, and John says, I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. You see, in the Old Testament, the, bapt- the Holy Spirit would come upon someone and then it would be withdrawn. But when Jesus came, the Holy Spirit came and remained on him. And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and remained on them. And on us, when we are born again, the Holy Spirit comes and remains on us. And it, and Jesus said, He will take of mine and He will speak to you. He's going to talk to you. God's going to talk to you through the presence of the Holy Spirit in your heart, in your life. Uh, So the thing is, point number one, I've already made it, and I'll tell you the point I made is that you can all prophesy. Now here's point number two. I have three points, by the way. Point number two, prophecy is not manipulative. I don't know how many times I have seen people go to other people and try to tell them, that God is telling them that these people ought to do such and such and such and such. And I have seen people uh, take out thinking that they were real, that the, purple, that the people that told them this were really uh, hearing from the Lord and just chuck everything and go and do something else. And wind up in a really bad spot because it wasn't the Lord that was speaking. You see false prophets all through the Old Testament. Some of them would uh, just went to the highest bidder, and some of them were afraid of the leaders. And so they would just tell the leaders what the leaders wanted to hear, either for pay or for safety but they wouldn't tell the leaders what the Lord had told them. They would lie in God's name. There are people, still people, sad to say, that will do that today. They will say, thus saith the Lord, and then come out with stuff that's not of God. And so we have to learn to hear the Spirit of God. And we need to understand that some people will pretend to be something that they're not. Some people do it just for a show. Some people do it just because they've kind of imagined that they're these sorts of people and they're not. And they enjoy telling other people how to live their lives. There are people like that. And so you've got to watch out for that. If you wind up feeling manipulated and pressured by something like this listen to this i'm I'm going to tell you uh, a a true story we have dear friends dear friends who uh had a little girl that was very ill she had a uh it was it turned out it was a birth defect that was affecting her kidney and uh, the doctors determined that if she wasn't operated on she was going to die precious little child Beautiful little child. And their little girl was going to die if she wasn't operated on. Now, these people believed in healing. They believed uh, in, in, in the Lord working miracles. But this was their baby. And you don't gamble with your children. And uh they prayed hard about this. They prayed for her to be healed. And they were led to just go ahead and let's have the surgery. And then they get a call from someone that says, the Lord told us that you've got to get that child out of the hospital. You're not being uh, uh, faithful to him by by trusting doctors instead of trusting him. And uh, they were wanting them to just pull that little girl out of the hospital. And it really upset them because... They wanted to do what the Lord wanted them to do. And so they went to their pastor. And their pastor uh, asked them, he said, uh, let's see if I can, I wrote this down, try to remember it all. Okay. He was a, a, a very well-known, spirit-filled minister. And they asked him what they should do. And he asked them, well, has the Lord told you? To take this child out of the hospital? Has the Lord told you to not have the surgery? And they said no. They said well if the Lord really told them that he can tell you that too. And so that's one of the things that you do. You look for confirmation. You don't just take a word that some, let me go ahead and tell you the rest of the story. They went ahead and they they had that. We, we prayed for this little girl in our church and they operated on her and she came through. She's just fine. And now that she's living in Katy and she's doing just great and a mama and uh, doing good. But uh, if they had pulled her out of the hospital, she might not be with us anymore. The Lord, some, you use it, we, we leave it up to him how he's going to heal and what he's going to do. We don't manipulate people. We don't manipulate God. And prophecy is not manipulative. It's not to try to get God to do things, and it's not to try to get people to do things. Prophecy is the Lord speaking. And this is the third point. Words of encouragement. Prophecy is encouraging. In 1 Corinthians 14.1, It says, Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Okay, now listen to this. He says, Pursue love. No problem with that. This is the Bible telling us this. It says, Yet desire earnestly. Pursue love. Really go after love but earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And then especially, that means really, especially desire earnestly that you may prophesy. Now, let me just see a show of hands today. How many of you will commit to pursuing love? Let's see your hands. Okay. How many of you will commit to earnestly desiring spiritual gifts. Okay. How many of you will especially desire to prophesy? Let's see your hands. Now then, let me just elaborate on this a bit. Prophecy is encouraging. And uh, we've already heard, uh, we've been told, for you can all prophesy. Question why would God tell you to do something that you could not do? That's number one. Next part of that question why would God say you could do something if you could not do it? Well, we know that uh, you can, and He wouldn't tell you to do it if you could not. So, uh, and you see, Jesus went to the cross, He said it was expedient that he go for us, that he go to the cross so he could die, be resurrected, uh, free us from our sins and give us eternal life. And so that in this life, he could send the Holy Spirit to be with us, to dwell within us, to guide us, to direct us. And uh, so Jesus made a way for us to prophesy. He said it was expedient. And the Holy Spirit now resides in you and walks with you. He speaks to you. Prophecy is when he tells you something that the Lord wants you to share uh, to encourage other people. He wants you to share it with others to build them up or to comfort them. And this is how this ties into the series. You see, in order to hear from God, uh, well, in order to uh, share something the Lord's told you, you got to hear him first. Okay, that's how it's all ties together. So uh, in Acts 4.36, it says, Now Joseph, a Levite of Cyprian birth, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which translated means son of encouragement. Uh, Did y'all know that Barnabas was not Barnabas's given name? His given name was Joseph, which means exalted. But Barnabas means the son of encouragement. It It seems that this guy, Barnabas, was so encouraging to the apostles, and, uh, and such an encourager to everybody around him that they must decide if encouragement had a son, his, this would be the guy. So they just nicknamed him Barnabas, son of encouragement. Now then, whose son or daughter are you to the people around you? What would the people around you name you? Would it be son of anger? Daughter of criticism? Son or daughter of discouragement? Son of cynicism? Daughter of sarcasm? You know, what would your, uh, what would your nickname be? From the people around you. Encouragement means putting courage in. Discouragement means taking courage out. So let me ask you, are you putting courage in to your children and others, or are you taking it out? The whole point of prophecy is for the Lord to give you words that are encouraging that will build them up, that will comfort them. And let's, let's face it, a lot of you have already been doing this. You just didn't know what to call it. Just face it. How many times have you been praying and the Lord just put somebody on your heart? And uh, and it's so much so that, that you had to tell them, as you know, I just want you to know, I just I know it's going to be okay because the Lord spoke it to your heart and you just had to share it with them. That's you just if you've been doing that, you've been doing you've been practicing prophecy and not even knowing what to call it. And that's the wonderful thing about the Bible. I find things in here. I didn't have a label stuck on it. But it's been happening in my life, just as I have been following the Lord. And that's the way it is with you. And many of you are already Barnabases. And the Lord needs Barnabases today. He needs people that will earnestly desire to prophesy in this time in our country, because there are so many people that are down. Their income is shrinking because their uh, outgo is getting so much bigger. Uh, There are so many uh, different things that are so disappointing and discouraging going on in our world today. And God is wanting to raise people up who will prophesy, who will speak to them. And I don't mean you walk up to them and say, Thus says the Lord! You know, that's not what I mean. I mean, when you're praying for someone and he gives you that impression and you confirm that it's from him, it might be a scripture that you're reading. So this is this just fits what this person's going through. And you go to them and you say, you know, if I just wanted to share this with you, and uh, uh, you can either receive it or not, but this is this is what the Lord impressed upon me that I should share with you. It doesn't have to be uh, what's the word—blustery or uh, uh, rude or anything like that. That's not the way the Lord wants to work through you. He wants to bring. Nobody's going to get encouragement from someone shouting at him. I don't know. Coach, does that ever happen? Sometimes you can't encourage them with shouting at them, can't you? It just dawned on me. There are those times. But shout words of encouragement, you know. So, But anyway, the thing is that God needs you to exercise the gift of prophecy because there is a sighing, dying, crying world all around you that needs to hear something to lift them up. And those things can only come from the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.